Grace, peace, and mercy to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sermon text is the Nativity of John the Baptist. In preparations, there are often times when we take great care to prepare people for great events. I think we see it less often now than a generation ago. I began to see this decline with the posting of wedding invitations on bulletin boards in the break room at the hospital. Maybe you've seen the same where you work. A nurse would be getting married, and rather than send individual invitations in the mail to those most near and dear, she would post an open invitation to all who might come. In many ways, it seemed to take away from the greatness of the event. There were similar invitations for baby showers, bridal showers, birthday parties, and all manner of celebration. And most often, I imagine, many people went and had a good time. I myself had gone to a few. The ones posting these must have come from families with far more resources than I, because I could not imagine setting out an open invitation to something like a wedding and reception without any idea of who might show up and how many, thanks to that simple little RSVP that would go out in the mail with the invitation. It went against all logic, and I had seen on occasion how much my co-workers could consume, and I will leave it to your imaginations what was consumed at those joyous occasions. Our text records the joy around the birth of Elizabeth's son. The Lord had shown great mercy on her, giving her a child in her old age. This was easily seen as a miracle. He also gave her husband, he also gave her a husband that could not speak for nine months. Some might call that also being merciful, but the Bible does not state that. And I will leave that to you ladies to decide how you might receive that same thing. It does tell us that it was a rebuke and a punishment for not believing what he had been told by the angel Gabriel as he was in the temple. And there he was given the news of John's coming. Eight days after the baby's birth, he has not been named and is brought to be circumcised according to God's covenant with Abraham. With Zechariah unable to speak, they make an assumption and begin to give him the name of his father. But Elizabeth answers, no, he should be called John. Confusion results. This is unusual because it was common for the firstborn to be given the name of his father. None of your relatives is called by this name, they said to her. And they made signs to his father. What say you? What do you want him to be called? And Zechariah asked for something to write down, and he writes down his name is John. And his mouth was opened. First the miracle of the opening of Elizabeth's womb, and then eight days later the opening of Zechariah's mouth with the words, his name is John, which means the Lord has been gracious. The Lord had been gracious. The birth of John to a childless, aged couple was gracious enough. Add to that the return of Zechariah's ability to speak after nine long months. These are things we too rejoice and give thanks for to God. When seemingly barren women conceive and bring forth sons or daughters, or when a stroke patient recovers their ability to communicate with us, 
we rejoice. Zechariah, his mouth open, thanks God, though. And he proclaims what God has done in the past for his people, his promise and covenant made with Abraham. It is covenantal language that would embrace all that God had done to that point for his people. It recalled the Passover, an escape from Egypt. It recalled Sinai and God's law given so that the Israelites, a sinful and unholy people, could know how to exist in the presence of holy God Almighty and not die. It recalls the beautiful promises of Jeremiah 31 and Ezekiel 34 where God proclaims to Israel how He will restore them because they cannot do it themselves. But then He looks to His eight-day-old son and says, And you, child, prophet of the Most High. The prophets had been silent for 400 years. And John the Lord is merciful, was to be prophet of the Most High. He grew in body and spirit. We all know about the locusts, the honey, and the scratchy clothes, and how weird John seemed to be, but he prepared the hearts and minds of all who listened to him in the wilderness to receive the Christ. He prepared and called to repentance a world that was filthy with sin. And to those that listened and repented, the baptism he gave was a promise of forgiveness in the one to come. The one whose sandals John was not worthy to untie. What does that mean? The act of untying a master's sandals was considered the lowliest of low acts a servant could be asked to provide. And John, who Jesus said there was no one greater than, considered himself that low a servant to Christ. So great was the message he proclaimed that he did not want anyone to think it was about himself. To a world that waited, it was a joyful bomb on their bodies and souls, wounding, wounded and dying with sin. Through John, the Lord truly was merciful. He sent him to prepare the way, to announce salvation had in fact come and was in their presence. It was a message of mercy from God to those near and dear to him. He was the final prophet that announced the blessed coming of Jesus. That brings us to ourselves. What kind of invitation do we extend this wonderful news to the world with? It is far better news than any wedding or baby shower. We are not prophets. Jesus is the prophet, telling us of God, the Father's love for us that required Jesus to make the journey to Jerusalem and be crucified for our sin. We are, however, disciples, and we are called to share this great news. Like those wedding invitations that seemed so impersonal when placed on the bulletin board, just out there for everyone, John's message is one of salvation to all who would fear God and trust in Him. He warned the Jews not to rely on their bloodline and being children of Abraham. I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. Stones were Gentiles, unbelievers. That God would choose Gentiles was an insight to them. It was offensive. Their invitation had come in the form of the law, the Torah they kept with great pride. But the Gentile salvation was planned for as well. 
as disciples, we are to be like John, telling of the mercy God has shown to his creation through Christ. Some of us are going to do that this week at VBS, where we will welcome close to 100 children and tell them about Jesus and through Bible stories, songs, crafts, and worship in this sanctuary. And they will go singing songs in their car or van on the way home, proclaiming, like John, the message of Christ that's been given to them. Some of us will share the gospel of Christ with a friend who is troubled and, or sick and let them know that God loves them enough to send his son to die on the cross for their sins. We should also look in the mirror and see ourselves for the sinners we are. Repent and give thanks to God for the mercy that John proclaimed that we are reminded of, if not daily, as we read God's Word and think on it, but at least weekly as we gather to confess our sins, hear once more that our sins are forgiven, so that we may go in peace, a holy people, alive in the presence of our holy God. Even as our lives are changed in our baptism and the power of the Holy Spirit, we are not yet perfect. We still sin much and daily, but we are able to repent, be forgiven, and go in peace. And as we go in peace, some of us might have to be more like John and speak some tough love to a sinner to expose their sin. Not in the spirit of gotcha, as is so often seen in the media of all types, but in the knowledge of our own sinful condition and in a spirit of love for our neighbor, in the hopes that it would leave, lead to contrition, repentance, and faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of their sins too. John had to do this with King Herod, and it cost him his life. His head served up on a dinner plate, he did not, he, but he knew he would become less and Jesus would become more. We know this too. We become less each day as our bodies age and decay. But inside, our spirit longs to be with Christ eternally. And in Christ, being a part of his body, through baptism and holy communion, we should long for those around us to understand the joy that was on the lips of Zechariah as he prophesied looking at his eight-day-old son, thinking on what it was he would proclaim. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins. Because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. God took great care to prepare his people for this great event. Through the word of John the Baptist, preparing those who sat in darkness and in the shadow of death for the coming of his son, Jesus, the Christ, the anointed one, that is the sunrise that has visited his creation from on high and will visit us again on the last day. All around us are those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. They need to have their feet guided into the way of peace. May we all go 
as John the Baptist did, and prepare the way by sharing this good news. May we all go with the Word of God in our hearts and minds so we can share the gospel of Christ with those around us as God leads us by His Spirit that is alive in us and has given us the precious gift of eternal life. It is a gift He desires all to receive. Unlike a wedding reception or event we may plan and desire RSVPs for, we never need worry that there will not be enough at the heavenly feast God desires us all to come to. There is mercy, forgiveness, and grace that overflows from the wounds of Christ sufficient for the entire world, from first to last. Go in peace, proclaim and share the mercy God has shown to you, to his people, to all people, through the gift of repentance and faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. And now may this peace which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in faith through Christ Jesus. Amen.